0: Y'all welcome to the second episode of love and color and this is our holiday episode y'all and as always this is Eli alongside my co-host Dr. Katrina and we have Chris in the booth holding things down for us as always and you know let's let's start with today's tea time and so what's the holiday tea you know what do you what are you doing for the holidays? The last, last tea time, you told us all that there was a relationship change, right? And mm-hmm. that, was, that was tough stuff. And so now, what's next? Like, how, how are you dealing with this holiday season that's coming up? And how would you, you all normally celebrate the holidays? All
1: right, all right. I'm happy. We're just jumping right in. Yeah, I I see. Let's (laughs) do it. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, actually, because of COVID and not really being able to travel as much, the holiday season has kind of been a little bit more toned down the last two years for my family. Um, Usually, I would go to my mom's place which is where my brother and sister live and then we would go to her mom's place and we also would go to my dad's mom's place is everyone just, local uh no everybody lives in virginia oh okay so all the way across the country and that's just my family you know mm. with one of my uh well i guess my my now ex-partner her family lives in tennessee and then the other partner that i have her family lives in vegas so, and and then you add the baby <laughs> oh boy. onto it.
0: Everybody wants to see the baby for the Everybody. holidays. They yeah. don't really,
1: they don't care as much about us anymore. It's yeah. all, all about the baby. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair because she's cute and babies are fun. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, an extension of the family. You it know, is. that legacy. I appreciate it. Um, but you know, this year we're not really traveling for, uh, Thanksgiving, which we don't really celebrate anyway. Our families do, but really it's about the get together versus, you know, the holiday because the holiday is, is some bullshit, honestly, in my opinion. So, and then for Christmas, we're not going for Christmas either. But like I said, we'd be bouncing around from house to house, to house, to house. Uh, and you know, in past years, it's, it's been a lot, you know, it's, not only is it, is it expensive, because everybody lives everywhere, but it's exhausting. Right. Uh, but it's, it's nice to spend time with the family, you know. So so I do it because of that, and they live all the way across the country. So, you know, when I get a chance to see them, I'm all about it. Um, but, yeah, that's how it usually
0: goes for me. What about for you? Well, I have a few questions, a few follow-up questions. But, okay. yeah, and then, yeah. of course, I'll, I, I'll spill my own tea as, here in a minute. But— Are you—I'm assuming from the way that you're talking, I'm assuming that you are out to your families about your relationship structure.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. And it went definitely better than I was expecting on all fronts. And really, (laughs) what's funny is, you know, I I talk about it with my mom, but Mm -hmm. the rest of the extended family, I just kind of like, Hey, y'all, here are my two partners. And it's kind of funny. Um, my mom warns them a little bit, but, you know, in person was kind of interesting to see them uh, react to me having two partners. But honestly, my family handled <laughs> it in stride. And then when the baby came through, it was like, OK, I see. Now nah, they handled it in stride, though. I got to say they, they really had my back. Uh, I know a lot of people don't have that reaction, especially in black families with this kind of stuff. But I'm. I it went well for me. Okay,
0: yeah, hopefully. that's why I'm asking it's the way that you were mm-hmm. talking. It just seemed like everything was super chill and <laughs> you just roll in and everyone's super accepting. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, there's gotta be more to this story. Okay, cool. <laughs> got it. Um Burn. so you know, it's funny because actually just before I got here, a little bit before I got here, I was um hanging out with with the boy, um, my one of my partners other partners i just call mm-hmm. him the boy um i was hanging out with him and he was like yeah i'm leaving i'm going to new york to like visit family i'm leaving on thursday and i'll be gone until like december 6th and like he told me that and <laughs> i don't it's weird cuz I, I felt a way about it i there was a little bit of me that was just like oh no you can't leave now
1: like yeah it was
0: weird and I'm still I'm still trying to like sit with it because it just it like just happened and I'm like I don't I don't know why I feel weird about him leaving but it just and also my partner is still gone like she's she's been on like a three-month sojourn so Mm -hmm. I think there's a part of me that's just like oh I'm gonna be alone (laughs) like you know she's gone and now he's going and I just I think I just felt a little like but I'd, obviously I don't begrudge him the trip,
1: right? So, that is so cool too that you get along with him so well. Yeah, because <laughs> that doesn't happen with a, a lot of polycules
0: No, it really does. It's it's a rare thing, and we'll we'll you know we'll talk more about that relationship, and maybe even have him on here. It's definitely something that has developed over time. We, sure. we didn't start. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't start at this level where I'm like missing him for the holidays. Yeah. But he, it's it, I think for me the holidays are hard. And that's why I kind of and so for for those of you who can't see me right now, I'm sitting here in like a bright red like ugly sweater. Oh, is it ugly though? <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But it's it's definitely like ugly sweater like themed and it's cute, it's, it's, an it's holiday. Sweater. It's very festive. <laughs> and like a like a big red red and white um, Santa's hat. Like, so I'm definitely, and this is like a pretty toned down holiday outfit. Actually, I was telling Dr. Katrina that normally I'll have these like lights that go around the brim (laughs) of the hat that like, you know, light up anyway. So the point is, is that I throw myself into the holidays to compensate for the fact that they're actually really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so I try to lean into the fun parts as much as I can to, like, balance it out for me. But, you know, I, I think that when the boy told me that he was leaving for the holidays, one of my unspoken... I don't know like expectations or wants was that he was going to be part of my support system for the holidays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean and it was it was it wasn't even something that I think that I was conscious of hmm. until he told me that he wasn't going to be here and then I was like oh <laughs> like why do I, why does that hit so hard and then it like you know I'm I'm still trying to sort it out, but that's that's kind of what resonates for me that hmm. he, I, I was hoping that he was going to or expecting him to be a part of that like yeah. support for me in this time.
1: Well what what what's the dilly with the holiday stuff? Like I don't want to put you on spot but yeah, you know yeah. not everybody feels that way.
0: Mm you know it's um it's it's a lot of things it's definitely multifactorial if you will i'm i'm out here in the pacific northwest my family's all out on the east coast mm-hmm. for the most part so for the holidays i'm usually dealing with distance from the people that I want to be close to, yeah. and you know they're most of them are all over there together, and I'm like, you know it's like Her. fomo, and I'm sad, and you know they're they're calling me on video chats, and they're all hanging out and drinking and eating together, and I'm like, yeah. damn, I just like heated up a damn hot pocket and I'm like on the couch by myself, like this yeah. is, like okay. this is not as fun as much fun as you're having, so there's definitely um and really, I haven't eaten a Hot Pocket in a while, y'all, just for the record. <laughs> just, <laughs> I want to circle back to that. I just want to <laughs> correct the record. Anyway, um, so it's hard for me to miss my family like that because I'm really close to them and – the holidays are, are – it's not so much because we're, like, super religious or, or, like, Christmas because of Christmas or Thanksgiving because we're super patriotic because we're not. Mm-hmm. It really is – it's just that time to come together. And right, right. We, we're we a group of people that genuinely like each other. And, I you know, I, I like them and I miss them and I miss them even more this time of year.
1: That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I and then, of course, you.
0: there's all the seasonal stuff, right, here in the Pacific Northwest oh where it's gosh. just like – rain. <laughs> it's like, don't even bother checking the weather. You, it's just rain. It's raining today. It's raining tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be raining until August. Just... And it's gray. <laughs> it's gray. The sun sets at four o'clock and, and rises at like eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. it's tough stuff.
1: It is. Because you know? right. right.
0: we're we're animals and I think that we are in, also impacted by this, the cycles of nature. Like, there's a part of what's happening at this time of year that just, you, you want to just... Hibernate. You just wanna be in your little hidey hole with your with your peoples and just riding out the winter. Yeah. And not necessarily, you know, being out here in these streets like it's springtime.
1: I mean, and not to mention, you know, as black people and when you we have melanin, right? That's what makes our skin dark the way it is. And the sun has a lot to do with that. It literally comes through our bodies, through our eyes, you know, through our vision. It hits the pineal gland, which is like the master gland for our melanin. And so living out here in the Pacific Northwest and going weeks without really seeing the sun, you know, that, that definitely affects mood. So I don't know, maybe it's a good thing that the holiday season <laughs> yeah. happens during the winter, because yeah. then it at le- least gives you something to boost yeah. yourself with. Because otherwise, out here, y'all, oh, it is rough. It is
0: rough and tough. I'm just—I <laughs> was telling the girl the other day. I'm like, I'm out here on Casper status, y'all. I, I need—I <laughs> need some sunshine. Yes. it is sad. <laughs> yes, heard. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, you know, those are some of the reasons why it's hard for me and why I lean into the holidays as much as I do. And then in terms of the plans, I don't know, like the girl's still gone. You know, the boy is saying that he's leaving. And my other partner, Queen Bee, we're just going to call her Queen Bee. um, She doesn't celebrate the holidays like at all. At all, mm. not solstice, yeah, not Kwanzaa, not Chrismica. nothing. <laughs> and she, she has family here, but she's not close to them, so she's not, you know she she doesn't she doesn't have like any family traditions, yeah. And, like her family's from Kenya, and so they're not even like they're like right, you know, this is Christmas wet. This is not their jam necessarily, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> you know, I don't know. I think Thanksgiving I'm gonna be actually with ex wifey and our daughter. Yeah. And a a a close friend of ours that's, you know, a dear friend that's like family. So and then other than that, I don't know. My mom did say that she's coming out uh to surprise my daughter for her birthday, which is just before Christmas.
1: Oh, okay. So that's like that's kinda cool. you know, kind
0: of a little Christmas visit also. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, gosh, you know, I mean, we're sitting here talking about some of the issues that we have with the holidays, but, you know, I bet there's a bunch of other things that makes the holidays difficult for people, right? I mean, first and foremost, let's just talk about the consumerism of the holidays. I mean, we live in a capitalistic society, and so, you know, there's money flowing everywhere all the time, Mm -hmm. but there is Black Friday, which... Okay, most of us don't really (laughs) like that it's called Black Friday, but but that's a time to draw people out to spend money for
0: Christmas, right? right? And it's basically now like Thanksgiving, and it just feels like it gets like earlier.
1: (laughs) It does, yeah, and longer too, because it used to be like this just the Black Friday day, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's like, no, you have the whole weekend to come in and get all of these sales on products that are super low quality and, you know, <laughs> just cost too much as it is. And uh. it, it's crazy how the consumerism, it it just, in, in a way, just grabs all of us and, and tells us, go spend your money. And that is good for Amazon. Yeah. That's good for all of these stores. But, you know, when we think about the seasons and what we're celebrating, it, it's not about giving gifts, but that's what it's been made into because yeah. of consumerism.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing about consumerism is, you know, you mentioned the, the pressure to like buy but, and spend, but what if you don't have it to spend? You know, and I think that it gets people into real in real problems. Like, find you're going into debt. You know, racking up right. credit card debt, chasing. You know this idea, this mm-hmm. you know consumer consumerism like ideal of the holidays. It's. Oh, it, yeah. you're you're paying the rest of the year for this this shit. It's, right. I and not not even to mention, the folks who are working at the stores. Mm-hmm. That don't have the time to spend with their families because they're stocking shelves, right? And you know, unloading inventory, waiting for the doors of Black Friday to be you know, the doors to be open for Black Friday. And mm-hmm. again, those doors are opening earlier and earlier. Right. They're opening like now Thursday, like during the day, like like Thanksgiving Day. Like mm-hmm. never mind Friday right. at 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 midnight or whatever. It's like. So w- everyone is getting robbed of something, time, mm-hmm. money. Definitely money. Yeah, definitely money.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's interesting. Over the last 10 years as I've started transitioning out of celebrating Christmas and moving into winter solstice, which is something I can explain in a little bit, yeah. um, I have decreased considerably the people that I buy presents for. And I've let people know, I'm like, you know, I'm not really celebrating Christmas and, you know, I don't want you to think that I don't care about you because I didn't get you a present for Christmas, but I'm I'm not trying to spend my money that way. You know, I, I would prefer quality time. I, you know, call you up, hit you up on your birthday, you know, that kind of stuff, instead of, you know, having this time where our society tells me I'm supposed to be getting presents for everybody.
0: Right. So— Tell us a little bit about solstice. Like how, how, how do you celebrate solstice and what got you started yeah. in that celebration?
1: Yeah. Well, what got me started in celebrating winter solstice was getting more connected to spirit and studying African spirituality. And just a little bit about the winter solstice. You know, like our, our whole world works in cycle, cycles. You know, and Eli was saying that earlier. Nature works in cycles. We have our seasons. The earth works in cycles. Our bodies move in cycles. And, you know, this time of year, the cycle that's celebrated that's called winter solstice generally starts December 21st and goes to December 25th. And it signals the beginning of the winter season. It's the shortest day of the year, longest night of the year. And, you know, if I go into African spirituality, when we talk about Kemet, which is what they called ancient Egypt, they observed that astrologically the universe and the movement of the stars and the sun were popping. And they just kept looking and they were noticing and following. And they understood that if these same forces had such a profound effect on the natural forces of the earth, that they they must have some kind of energy. And that energy affects us as beings as well, our mind, body, and soul. And so on December 22nd, the sun reaches its farthest point in the Southern Hemisphere as it travels on its yearly journey from the North to the South. And it's at this point that the sun theoretically stays still for three days, which is so cool. Look this stuff up, you all. It's so interesting. And then on the 25th, the sun begins again towards its northern journey. Like, it's it's an interesting way to be able to celebrate nature, which nature is what created us, right? And to celebrate it and celebrate the way that it moves and the importance of it, you know— And the winter solstice is a time of rebirth and refocus. So during this time, you know, think about what the the seasons are doing. Fall is happening. The leaves are falling. um, And then we move into winter and things become dormant and hibernate. Um, so this is also a time for you to sit and think about, okay, what stuff has happened this year? What have I gone through? What cycles am I seeing? What can I change? You know, how can I move into rejuvenation and spiritual revitalization? So it's also a good time to like meditate and and reflect on your year, which is what I do. That's, that's what I do with the winter solstice. I celebrate it with my family. And we still do presents for each other like we would for Christmas. However, the presents that we get are focused on our spiritual path. So the things that we're focusing in on this year. Like for me, I'm focusing in on studying IFA, which is you know, an African spirituality like religion, um, similar to Santeria, uh, where you— study Orisha who are like basically like omniscient beings who show us ways of being and how to move about in life and guide us through things. And I, I'm celebrating the, the one called Osset, which a lot of people are familiar as Isis. Mm. That's what the Greeks call her, but Africans called her Osset, And she is the mother of all. She literally is the mother of all. So if you look in the Christian faith, she's like, like Mary, the mm, mother, yeah. right? Um, so I'm celebrating her and taking her energy in, in, into this new season and really reflecting on like, my offset and what it is that I can do to be a better mother mm-hmm. and to be a better protector and to also take care of myself so I can take care of others. And so, you know, our holidays— to me, are very much focused on the consumerism and all the marketing and things. But the part of the season that's really important is what's happening with the earth and what's happening in our lives and what things can we change and move through in positive ways. It's a time of reflection. Right. And so that's how I celebrate the winter solstice. Other people celebrate it in different ways. You know, there's pagans have their own thing. Like everybody has their own way of doing it. But for me and my knowledge and, and what I study and, and my spiritual path has put me in this place when it comes to winter
0: solstice. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's <clears> – <throat> I definitely learned something. I, I am not really familiar with those traditions. But, I mean, I know that a lot of different cultures will have different celebrations around the solstice. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is, this is definitely something that is cross-cultural.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not, it's not a coincidence that Christmas... Is being celebrated at this time of year. Ding, ding, I'm not ding. gonna get like too deep into it, y'all. <laughs> but Jesus was not born in December. Definitely, not. we we are. You know, we we've we've picked this date and this time of year because you know the Romans were trying to like piggyback on pagan traditions that already existed that were being celebrated at this time mm-hmm. um so really i think what it boils down to is whatever the tradition is we want to be celebrating right now
1: <laughs> all right? we can all agree on that yes right now
0: there it is there is some unity there um <laughs> and yeah you know it's 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 one of those things it's like it's it's cold, it's dark, you're not out in the fields, you know, traditionally, like there are just some things that you can't do and we just want to naturally lean into ourselves and lean into mm-hmm. each other at this time of year and yeah. that can be good and it can be unsettling. You know, if, if you are leaning into yourself and leaning into others and what you're leaning into is a toxic situation... That's tough stuff. Hmm. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing festive about a toxic family environment, right? Especially you know.
1: during the holidays.
0: You know what I'm saying? My and goodness. it just like the stress brings the extra crazy out. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's true. I mean, like seriously, this is again. This is like universal. This is you. You don't. I, I think that you could probably like plop yourself down. In at a, around a dinner table around the holidays it, in a culture with a, where you don't understand the language and still like <laughs> you will understand yes. the vibe, yep. like it is that that is that across cultures, across time. It's just when we all get together like this, things come up. You know, people are feeling the type of way. There's some old traumas. People are drinking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't don't (laughs) Whatever is going on. So there's the the pressure and the expectation, you know, going back to the types of things that – types of reasons why people sometimes struggle. Um, during the holidays and myself included is is the and not so much anymore Mike like my family we're like really we're really solid this is not so much an issue for me at this time but I do know that this is something people struggle with generally is that there's the expectation and also maybe the desire to be with family Mm -hmm. but if the family dynamics are toxic you know right. and 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 you know maybe you've been living apart from your family and then you're going back into this old dynamic and, and you know you're you're thinking to yourself i'm I'm grown. I've done all this work on myself. <laughs> I'm in therapy. Exactly. And then like you you get back around the dinner table with your cousins or your siblings or whatever yeah. and then like you're right back. You are right exactly. back in that place yep. like you know you are a kid and like all the adult years never happened and you're <laughs> right back in that <laughs> dynamic. And that is that's that's some for some folks a real struggle.
1: Absolutely. It's it's so interesting, you know. I definitely around this time of year I'm talking to a lot of clients who are like, Okay, all right, Dr. Katrina, I gotta go back to my family. Right. You Bracing know.
0: themselves. You gotta have special sessions.
1: Will. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's like, well, this side of my family doesn't, like, respect that I'm trans. This side of my family doesn't understand my relationship lifestyle. My, my Uncle Tim is a jerk, you know, or, or I always was always got to be an Uncle Tim. Yeah. You know, right. I was molested by somebody in my family, and now I got to go back home and be mm-hmm. in front of them while, you know, my entire family ignores the fact that this person hurt me as a kid. You know, right. that, that is a difficult environment to go back into. But also, you know, our family unit, that's the initial place that we get plopped down to into this world. And they're the people who, you know, there are expectations of support and love and care. And that doesn't happen with a lot of families. And so now you're going back to this family that you're around people who you wouldn't normally put yourself in space with. Right. And they're <laughs> biologically related to you or not biologically mm-hmm. related and grew up around you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you still call them family. Cause a lot of us have that. We, we right. have family that is not biological and, and, they still are family. Yes. And now we up around these people who be hurting us and who treat us like kids or don't respect that we're adults now. And, and it's, a, it's a real struggle for a lot of people. It really is. So there's the gamut, right? There's like loneliness on one part that you were talking about, like, oh, you know, my family. Yeah. And then there's like, oh, man, I got to go sit with these people that <laughs> I don't like and they don't like me yeah. and now I'm be traumatized and have to come back and have 15 therapy sessions <laughs> just to talk about it, you know? <laughs> it's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is a lot. And, I mean, it, I, I've definitely, it's, for me personally, it's been a progression. With the family thing. Because there were definitely years where things were not as cool. And going back was like embracing myself. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. almost I needed like a vacation after the vacation. Because just like trying to absorb all of the, just all of that energy. But a few Christmases ago, I guess it must have been about, maybe about... Five, five or six years now, <laughs> I actually, one of my biggest breakthroughs as a person came at Christmas with my family because we were, you know, we had like a, like a good, you know, I don't know, about a solid week together. And all these people were coming in from like Montreal and Toronto and, you know, all gathering at my mom's house mm-hmm. in New York. And man, we just started, we got to talking about things and all this past trauma came up
1: Mm.
0: and it was not until and I you know I was actually just talking to one of my cousins this morning who was there you know talking about this right now because we're talking about like healing all this like generational trauma
1: yeah
0: right and one of the best quotes I've heard is what you heal for yourself you heal for the generations absolutely and this Christmas was very much that and And this family trauma was exposed in such a way that I, like, my lights turned on. And I'm like, oh, Mm. all this shit from my childhood that I thought was me was not me at all. And it's like I was able to look at my entire life (laughs) through a different lens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was because, you know, we were all there together together and like drinking and talking and having a good time and and from that point on going home has been very different it's hmm. been amazing
1: interesting
0: yeah it was definitely a, a turning a major yeah. turning point
1: yeah i definitely can think of moments where that's happened in my family life, too. And, you know, I talked earlier about how my family is accepting, of, you know, my two partners. But they weren't always that way either. Okay, tell it. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so when I first, like, in my early 20s, when mm-hmm. I first was like, all right, I'm going to come out. Everybody knew I was gay. Thank okay. you. Long before I did. <laughs> but when I actually was like, I'm going to say this out loud. You know, I remember... Uh, telling or talking to one of my aunts, bringing one of my partners over to one of my aunts' house. Um, and she basically, you know, we talking, I'm doing some stuff, chatting with my my uncle there too. And she just like, oh, you going to hell? And I was like, huh? <laughs> like, what? What you mean? You know, and she was like, no, you're going to hell for the gay stuff. And I walked out of there and didn't talk to her for six years. Oof. And because I didn't talk to her, you know, we used to gather as a full family on the holidays. And for those six years, we didn't. And I actually have my mom to thank for that because she had my back the entire time. She was like, what happened? OK, I got you. I'm going to go talk to her. She talked to her sister, was like, that wasn't cool. You ain't got no right. It was her to be. sister. Yeah. Whoa. She's like, you ain't got okay. no right to be doing that stuff. You know, that ain't cool. Wow. Um, and we didn't, we, we had Thanksgiving and Christmas at my mom's house for those like six years. And I appreciate her having my back like that because it gave me some space to be able to think about what was happening, to look at the patterns like you were talking about, deal with some of the trauma that came up. And then when, you know, I finally reconnected with my aunt like, you know, it was cool and family went right back into it. You know, we were, we were good, but you know, we had to go through our bumps to get there and sometimes right. those bumps like you said allow you the space to be able to see more clearly right like mm-hmm. hindsight is 2020 20 mm-hmm. kind of stuff
0: yeah there's so, opportunity for healing there
1: absolutely but there's
0: also opportunity for re-traumatization yep so <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to I want to talk about that but first before we pivot to you know maybe some strategies you know I kind of want to hear about how you you know counsel and advise your clients through this time but before we pivot to that I also want to talk about I want to talk about Miss Rona for a minute Okay let's do it Miss Rona has really just come and just jammed up everybody's party here um how has 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 corona impacted how you you know are able to celebrate the holidays or engage with the holidays and if so how
1: you know, I, I honestly can't imagine that it hasn't affected everybody in some way. Yeah. You know, whether it's having holidays now without family members that were there before because, you know, they, they may be passed away from COVID or complications because of it. Um, for me, I went a year and a half without seeing my mom in person, and that was so hard because— This woman, I'm starting to tear up now because I just love my mama. She's my Mm. rock, you know, Mm. and like going and seeing her and seeing my sister and my brother and just being at home with people who know me, who love me, who don't have expectations of me, who don't need anything from me Mm. is also a really nice respite. And so not being able to go home and see my family was, was very tough. But I'm extremely lucky because my family was not impacted by a death because of COVID. And I know a lot of families out there are. And so on top of not being able to see your families, you know, you have this grief that's coming up. And having to deal with that from afar, right. I imagine, is is extremely difficult. Um but because of COVID, I didn't travel. Right. And we also have have a baby. She's, you know, over one now. She's 14 months now. But when when COVID was starting, she was like baby, baby. Right. And we didn't really know what was going on. So like traveling on a plane with a baby, baby was not happening. Uh, so we we didn't we didn't celebrate with our families. Right. Um, any of us. And
0: that's tough. That was like baby's first. Oh, my God. Everything. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah
1: it was tough and you know this year same you know i um i have decided not to head back for thanksgiving and christmas just cuz it's winter too yeah. and you know even if people don't have covid people are getting sick and yeah. if you if you get sick then that means your immune system gets lowered which means you're more susceptible to other stuff right and so i'm i'm not heading home at least during the holidays i might try to go and and see my family in January, maybe when tickets are cheaper. Uh, <laughs> but also because I miss my mama. Uh, but for me, like you know, we're celebrating here, so we don't really think separate celebrate Thanksgiving. But you know, the food is cool, so we definitely are going to make a meal um, and celebrate that with our ancestors because okay. we we have an ancestor tree that we put food at for them as well, and so that's that's a part of. Our spiritual work at this time is connecting with our ancestors in the holidays as well. But yeah, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be here
0: the what you said about um not being able to see your mom for a year and a half really resonated with me cuz i it was just about yeah. the same for me it was just under 2 years mm-hmm. and and i hadn't seen my mother and like my family and that was tough because again totally. you know we are like a close knit group that like really likes being around each other so to be 2 years and not be able to just like being in each other's presence was tough stuff and we did um we did a lot of zoom cooking together oh
1: that's like nice like that was the
0: th- that, that was the way that we tried to like stay in contact and still have it be festive um and yeah. we still do it i i was talking talking to my cousin just this morning about setting up another one soon um and speaking of holiday traditions, Chris, our uh, senior producer, shared with us his family <laughs> this, tradition, which this. I was like, this is really dope and I want the invite <laughs> to the holidays at your house. But so he – he, him and his partner, um, his nesting partner, have children and – they get presents for the holidays, but they're not from Santa. They're from the ancestors. So, like, mm-hmm. so-and-so might get a train set from Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 like, what did he say? He he left out cookies for Nat Turner? <laughs> Which <laughs> I really like that visual. I'm just imagining Nat Turner just, like, with yes. this, like, angry, like, ass scowl on his face, like, eating a sugar cookie. Just, like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> chilling yes. with a glass of, like, angrily exactly. dunking it in some milk. Like. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, anyway, that's but I, awesome. I I really enjoyed hearing about about that tradition. Um and that doesn't sound like anything that's going to be impacted by COVID, but for those of us, you know, Dr. Katrina and I whose families um are in places far away from us, you know, I I think mm-hmm. that the impact is you know maybe felt a little bit more acutely because we like we, we just we are cut off from people
1: yeah i remember last year for christmas we did it over over zoom and i was just so overcome with emotion because i was just so happy to see them and like be together but i also was so sad that i wasn't in the room with them they was sweet the first time in my entire life that I hadn't gone home for Christmas. Like, my entire life, I'm 40. So Mm. for 39 years straight, no matter where I was, I was at home for Christmas. And so it was super sad, and I'm just, like, crying. And, my, you know, I got the presents ahead of time, and so I'm in there opening them, and I open my sister's present. And my sister and I, you know, we have... It's a a rough relationship sometimes. (laughs) Um, But it was this beautiful, like plaque situation that said my name and all this beautiful stuff about being her sister and I just started bawling and my sister looks at the camera in full Taurus form because she's a Taurus and she was like mom Katrina's crying again (laughs)
0: love it
1: (laughs) and I was like yes I'm crying this is so beautiful thank you I'm the emotional one in the family but like I just remember how emotionally like overwhelmed mm-hmm. I was because I just was like, I want to be with them. Right. And I can't because of this microscopic thing that we can't see that's causing a lot of people stress and sickness and turmoil. And I imagine that that adds to a lot of the the struggle, anxiety, depression right. for people this right. time of year, especially, yeah. you know, still being in the pandemic.
0: Right. And this thing, feeling like this is out of your control mm-hmm. and and having to make these decisions, you know, these, these risks, uh, like the, the, uh, uh, cost benefit analysis with your life
1: yeah. when it
0: comes to like seeing your family like you don't necessarily want to think about okay well uh, do I need a do I need to get a booster shot like do I need to double mask like mm-hmm. how many times do I need to Purell and then do I need to get tested <laughs> right. before an age? like all mm-hmm. of these calculations just to figure out if you're going to be able to see your okay. family on top of just the rest of the ambient stress that is happening at this time of year mm-hmm. so now with all that being said, how are you advising your your clients through this time you know what are some strategies um, that you would give your clients or give our listeners for getting through this time of year both well not both but from a perspective of just as an individual like you know maybe dealing with family trauma or isolation or mm-hmm. consumerism but then also if you are in a non-monogamous relationship how yeah do you balance that because it's it's in in a in in most of our monogamy minded families if you're bringing somebody home for the holidays like A big thing. That's a big thing. That's the person. So, you know, if if you are with more than one person, you know, how are you making these choices about who to bring around and like what's the narrative, you Mm -hmm. know, around the holidays and and this relationship? Because you might be saying something that you might not intend to say. Right. Mm -hmm. So so there's you as an individual, how are you getting through? If you are non-monogamous, how are you negotiating the holidays and your relationships? And then, like, you know, the third thing is, you know, maybe what are some strategies around – Communication and expectations because I think that was the pitfall that I found going Mm. back to tea time, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the little – that's why I had that little knot in my stomach that I had to take the drive down here to figure out, right? It was that I had this expectation that I did not communicate <laughs> and then and then you know and then that expectation was dashed and I was feeling away and had a little mini spiral but so yeah. so there I think that there some of us including me especially me might need some strategies around like how <laughs> to communicate our our needs and expectations around the holidays it's tricky shit
1: yeah I mean, yours is a hard one because you didn't even know you had that expectation. I think that happens to a lot of people. Um, you you just never know what you need, but when you figure it out, like you did, you you <gasps> Oops. try to verbalize it, <laughs> yeah, right, or yeah. figure out how to deal with the consequences of not knowing beforehand, right? Okay.
0: And I didn't say anything. Like I I just kind of let that news yeah. settle, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> like, that was it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. I have not said anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's tough. I think the first thing that I suggest for most people is to think about how you need to take care of yourself and the stuff that comes up for you based on the holidays. Uh, And that includes self-care. And for most of my clients, all of my clients, you know, especially those that have difficult family environments, I'm like, okay, well, let's prepare. You know that Uncle Joe is going to be a little homophobic and you know that, you know, Aunt Aunt Sue might get in your face a little bit when she drinks and that bothers you. So what do you do with that? Cut Aunt Sue off
0: immediately. (laughs) Right. No
1: alcohol for Aunt Sue anymore, (laughs) y'all. Right. But families know that about each other too, so they can you can sort of give an eyeball to you know Uncle Mike over there, yo. Let's take her take her off of it, okay? Um, but you know, first of all, start with yourself. You know, they say it on on airplanes. You know, put your mask on first before you put other people's mask on. How else are you right. going to help them, right? Right. And so, what does self care look like? You know, you know how your family works. So when you're there, do you need to? Have a plan set for you to go to a separate room to take some breaths or meditate for five minutes if you get stressed out, you know, Um, and what kind of self-care can you do while you're there. And this is stuff you need to plan ahead of time so that you have it ready. So, you know, I'd suggest like saving it on your phone. You know, I have a self-care list on my phone because sometimes when we get really emotionally upset. We, you know, our brain shuts down, our frontal lobe shuts down on us. It it literally does. It's like, nah, I ain't thinking right now. I'm not making a decision. Right. And so if that's the case, then if you already have something planned ahead of time, then you also don't have to go into that space of not knowing what you're going to do, scrambling and being upset.
0: Right. What kind of stuff is on your self-care list?
1: Well, there's definitely meditation, um, a walk. My brother is an avid walker, so sometimes I'll just, like, go out there and walk with him. Usually my immediate family is—they don't stress me too much. Sometimes when you start moving into extended, it can be a little bumpy. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But those are a few things on my list, listening to some music. I I have, like, playlists for myself. Um. And the other thing is thinking about boundaries. That's super important. You know, and and on top of boundaries, speaking up for your boundaries is the hard part. And, you know, that's your throat chakra. You know, it lights up the color blue, so maybe you wear some blue while you're there just to, like, harness that energy or get a stone that's good for the throat chakra. Um, Anything blue, you know, generally is, but there are other ones that are are really good for it. Because you have to be able to speak up, you know, And, and there's always consequences to everything, right? Yeah. And we all fear the consequences, but... Are the consequences that happen for you speaking up, are they worse than you not speaking up and, and sitting in this puddle of upset, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, normally it's, not. But yeah. I, wa- I, wanna, I don't want to take you off track, but I do want to ask you to define something really quickly. You mentioned boundaries, and I think this is really hmm. important because people will often confuse rules hmm. and boundaries. Gotcha. So how are you defining boundaries?
1: Well, I think rules are set for everyone. And boundaries are something that you set for yourself. Like literally, it should have nothing to do with the other person. It's more about what you need to do to stay balanced, to stay in your body, to feel okay. And it's not you telling other people how they should behave towards you because we have no control over that. Whatsoever. Unfortunately, we're not puppeteers here. So you setting a boundary, you know, let let's say that your uncle says something homophobic and and your boundary is to say that wasn't cool. At the very least to say that wasn't cool. You you know, right. You know, I'm gay. And you saying that is just super rude. Like, stop it, unk. And you walking away. That's you setting a boundary as opposed to, okay, Unc just said something. You're seething on it. You're upset about it through the turkey, through the mashed potatoes.
0: Giving yourself indigestion. And then you
1: pop off on Unc later for something he did that wasn't that thing. Yeah. Right? Like that's not helpful. Yeah. So the boundary is what do you need to do to set the space for you to be okay when external stimuli and people are popping off around you? That's how I look at it. Okay. Yeah. And they're hard to set. Don't get me wrong. I can sit here and talk about this stuff all day. I know that all of it is difficult and that there's no perfect way to do it. So, it, you know, and this is something to do ahead of time. If you know how your family is, what kind of boundaries are you going to set for yourself? So you'll be, you'll be okay. Right. I'm not saying you're going to be hunky-dory great because it's still the same family that, that triggers the same stuff in you. But maybe you don't sit in that stuff as long as you usually do. It's about how you can get yourself to a better place, in my opinion. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you for that, that explanation. I, I felt like that was important to suss out.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that yeah. question.
0: But but continue in terms of you were, you were talking about uh, strategies and mm-hmm. self-care and, and some of the things that were on your self-care list.
1: Yeah. Um, I suggest everyone to make a self-care list, period just in and I tend to put my self care list in order of my energy level. You know, some days I wake up I'm a little bit more tired or it's a, just my spirit is is struggling a little bit more that day. And so the ones that the things at the top of the list are things that I can do that don't involve a lot of my energy, especially physical energy, so maybe that's meditating, maybe that's stretching, um going outside and grounding, which is, you know, going outside and putting your bare feet on the earth uh, because, you know, the earth is like electromagnetic city. And so there's a lot of uh, wonderful electricity being generated and that electricity can help balance some of the electricity in our bodies. Um, So that's another thing that that I might suggest, an easy thing to do when you're tired, all the way up to going and taking a run, you know, for people who run. I don't. I do not like running. (laughs) But it's a good way to get exercise. (laughs) and a good way to get your body back to a better place um so that's some of the self-care stuff and then you know other strategies like you know if you're if your bio family or the family you grew up with is just not popping for you and it don't feel good then who's your chosen family you know who the people that you want to hang out with that bring you joy and you know, I think that was what you were talking about, Eli. With right? bruv, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's 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 he's he's part of, you know, him and the girl are part of my chosen family here, and I'm mm-hmm. like leaning more heavily on them now because I don't have access to my like bio birth family as much because of COVID. <laughs> so
1: exactly, yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of people are doing Friendsgiving, so they have a lot of friends come over. I think our producer Chris said he was doing that. And that, you know, that's a good way to have support during the holidays. Yeah. Yep. If you can't be with your family. And there's always therapy, people. Go talk to your therapist ahead of time. <laughs> Prep for this stuff. Yeah. You know? You know what's coming up. And instead of allowing yourself to feel out of control, allowing your emotions to be you know, up and down, you can take a hold of it a little bit and, and figure out how to feel a, a little better, um, maybe a lot better, depending on, you know, what your process is and, and how much you practice it. But, you know, talk it out with your therapist or a bestie. You know, it doesn't have to be a therapist. I know sometimes therapy is not affordable, unfortunately. So maybe your bestie can help support or, or someone, but talk about it. Talk about the issues that you're having, you know, I, I think that a lot of us, especially in the black community, we're told not to air our dirty laundry. Mm. And it's like, what else are you supposed to do with dirty laundry, though, before you wash it? Like, air it out a little bit so that it's not as funky. That
0: shit will get moldy, y'all. You can't. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Talk about it. Talk about it.
1: And then, you know, I've talked about creating my own traditions.
0: And, you know, that's kind of what I was talking about, too, in terms of, like, trying to rewrite the narrative right. for myself about the holidays. Like, I, let, me, let me lean into the good things. So, yeah, I, I will definitely get into the holiday, you know, gear. Um, I, there's a set of holiday movies that I watch every year that I really like. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is All right, this Christmas, I like that one. Okay, yep. Um, uh, a Griswold um, <laughs> holiday vacation.
1: <laughs> I love that one too. Yeah,
0: and then the the Colbert holiday special.
1: I don't think I've seen that. It's one.
0: it's 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 pretty funny. It's like a Stephen Colbert, and he did it like variety show style. It's okay. pretty quirky. It's definitely one of nice. those things. I wake up Christmas morning, roll up a little something, have a little hot chocolate, and watch that. That's <laughs> that's the move. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's like I've I've created these things for myself that I that I really enjoy and I'm looking forward to yeah, every year.
1: Exactly. So
0: it's like something that like counterbalance the other things that I'm, you know, struggling with.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. That's great. Yeah. That's a great tip right there that Eli gave y'all. You know, create create something that feels good for you yeah. around the season. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. You know find find some joy, because I think people think, oh, joy and happiness is just gonna come to us. Nah, y'all, we got to create it. That's, That's right. not how life works. Right. Create your joy. What makes you joyful? Make a joy list. You got a self-care list, make a joy list. What stuff makes you feel good? Do those things during the times that are hard, especially during this holiday season. You know, get into it. Because that's the stuff that's going to help pump your serotonin up, you know, which is the neurotransmitter in our brain that's necessary to help support us when we're having issues with sadness and depression. Um, just just bump it up. Do things that feel good, for sure. And then, you know, those are some strategies for individual, and we could talk about all those all day. But I think the one thing that's really unique about what we talk about is, is the poly lifestyle and, and how you deal with— Having multiple partners, multiple families, and all these places that you need to go. And I'm curious if you had to deal with that because, you know, you have a daughter. Mm -hmm. And what maybe that looked like for you over the years. Because how old is she now?
0: She's 11. Okay. 11 going on 30.
1: (laughs) They all are. Dang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thought I had more time, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.
1: You've had some time to sort of shuffle and figure out you know what am I doing here how's this going how, how has that been for you like what have you found has been helpful
0: man <laughs> really understanding grandparents uh yeah it's so ex-wifey and I share our daughter we're no we're obviously we're no longer married she's ex-wifey not wifey anymore um when we were married we would trade off the holidays so Mm, like if mm -hmm. her mother got uh thanksgiving then my family got christmas like we would trade off like that Mm -hmm. but now that we're divorced we have it written into the parenting plan who gets what holiday
1: gotcha but
0: as a practical matter because we made a commitment to still like like be a family, we often spend holidays together anyway. Okay. So like this Thanksgiving, we are spending together. This Christmas is up in the air. I don't know what's happening. It's my Christmas with, with my daughter, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like normally what would happen is I would be in New York. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do this mm-hmm. year. That's going to feel good. Yeah, that's TBD. I <laughs> okay. haven't figured out what that new post- covid tradition is <laughs> For, it right. might be that we just like get a cabin somewhere like up in the mountains and just have a, a holiday where we get away from it all i don't know that's it's kind of fun. where i'm leaning right now to tell you the truth yeah um but now I'm, I'm, yeah the, the last christmas i had her was right before covid happened and we were in new york with my family mm-hmm so, you know, at this point, it's whatever. Um, everyone's family is far aflung. My, both of my, par- well, one partner isn't close to her family, and then the other partner's family is also in New York, where my family is. So, I mean, it, it might be that we end up spending Christmas together here. We have not spent a Christmas together yet.
1: Since, since the divorce? Well, no, like
0: the girl and I, my, my, not ex-wifey and I, but like my, like my partner and I, like we have not spent a Christmas together because it's always, we've been with our, like our, you know, bio families, Mm. Mm -hmm. but this is, you know, now, I don't know. Actually, wait, Mm. no, no, no. wait, I think we spent, we did, no, we did spend well last christmas was complicated okay last christmas <laughs> that last christmas was a poly complication because um she spent it with the boy and his mom And because of COVID, we couldn't see each other because we we had to, like, Mm -hmm. do the whole, like, self-quarantine, like, test and self-quarantine, like, a whole thing so that he could see – so that the boy could see his mother who he hadn't seen in, like, almost a year. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to, you know, whatever – like, I understand – like, if it means that I can't see you so that he could spend time with his mother, like, I will do that because I would – want you to do that so that I could see my mother yeah, like if it yeah, came down to it so that Christmas was just you know there was a lot of negotiation that had to happen right because mm-hmm. like not only were we like okay well who are you going to spend this time with but then it was like then we had to create this whole buffer around each other mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the virus um, right? and oh, I, I, definitely, I definitely felt a way about it <laughs> for a minute. So I definitely like felt away and it was, it was a complication. Um, and this year I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I, but I do know that we're going to have to have a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Communicate on that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't expect it to be like a, like a fraught conversation. Um, but I think that If we're going to uh, be in a situation where everyone is getting what they want and need, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to talk about it because we just can't make assumptions. Um, and that, right. that's that's both the beauty and the difficulty about non-monogamy, right? Because if we were in a monogamous situation, it's very – like a, we don't have to ask ourselves a lot of these questions, mm-hmm. right? We don't have to engage right. in a lot of these conversations. But if you, – once you start layering other people mm-hmm. onto the thing, then you really you, – you can't just take things for granted because there is no narrative. Like you, you yeah. have to create the narrative. Um, and for me last holiday, not only was it tough because of COVID and like the, the buffer that we had to put around each other, but it was also tough because of the optics from my perspective. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, well, she's spending Christmas with him and his mother and like
1: What's right.
0: what? What is that broadcasting? That's broadcasting, like, oh, that this is mm. this is the real relationship, right? Because right? oh. oh, like this cat has holiday time, right? Like, this exactly. cat has Christmas with mom and all, right? Yeah. So I, I like that was the other part of it where I was like. Uh. This feels weird. intellectually, you're like oh,
1: I get it. Yeah, but like, emotionally, you're like, oh,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was it was yeah. definitely a little bit of that, you know, to yeah. work with. And I don't know if other people have had to deal with that. I don't know if you've had that happen in, in any of your relationships or any of you know our listeners have. But I yeah. you know I'd be curious to know if you know yeah. how, if you have and how you've dealt with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it is a struggle more so now with the baby, because um, you know there's there's biology that comes into play. Um, you know, I didn't physically have her, and so there's that connection that my partner's family has with her, and so mm-hmm. you know, f- you know, first come, first serve kind of thing, uh, <laughs> if that makes sense. So like they they would wind up being like the ones who would get the priority when it comes to the baby. And so it's interesting because when you said, you know, everybody's sort of getting what it is they, they want or need in that moment, you know, I heard you say that and I thought, Hmm, Mm. I don't know. Or not. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Which, you know, it's fair. I totally understand it. I get it. It's same thing though with, with you talking about your partner going with your, the other partner to his mom's. It's like intellectually I get it, but in my heart, Of course I want my daughter spending time with my family. Right. You know, of course. Right. Um, And we all do, and there's three of us. So, you know, we're not going to do that whole (laughs) cut the baby in half sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there has to be a lot of compromise and communication about what we're doing. Right. And and also, it's holidays, yes, but also I can take her to see my family any time of the year. Like, these are things that I've had to, like— tell myself so that I can deal with you know the human emotions that come okay. up in me and it's like no actually she can see them at any point during the year so
0: so maybe like diffusing like some of the the motions exactly from the time frame like then exactly. understanding that like yes it's the holidays but also that's not the only time that you can visit yeah. family and right. that's not the only time that's important
1: yeah, we get wrapped up in the yeah. holiday season real yeah. hard. That's yeah. why all the emotions and feelings come up. But it's like, no, actually, can go any time. There's a full year. It's important <laughs> before reframe Christmas.
0: Important reframe, Ooh. and it might also be cheaper. It is absolutely cheaper and less crowded, y'all. Just
1: saying. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but I bet a lot of a lot of poly. Situations have to deal with a lot of that stuff, and and I am curious, like you said, I'm curious of our listeners and what kind of stuff you all have gone through, what kind of stuff has popped up. I, yeah. I'm definitely curious and what workarounds you've yeah.
0: developed, solutions, yeah, yeah, let
1: us know those solutions, y'all.
0: But I mean, at this point, what we have worked out in our little polycule or whatever you want to call us is, um, that because. At least, okay, well, because there's the situation with Queen Bee, but she's not necessarily in this holiday discussion, right? Because she just doesn't care about the holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's really just, you know, me, the girl, and the boy, like, when it comes to the holiday plannings, Yeah. And they both know how important the holidays are to me. So, and, like, we've mm-hmm. been doing this now for almost four years. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be four years this spring. So at this point... Like, the girl knows that at least a portion of every holiday (laughs) she's going to spend with me because, (laughs) like, that's, like, really important to me. Yeah, yeah. And for this holiday, it seems like the boy's going to be gone for a portion of it. Yeah. So... But still, here's the thing: I don't want to assume, and I can't assume that just because he's going to be gone, that that means automatically she's going to be hanging out with me, right? So we're still right. going to we're still okay. we're still going to have to yeah. have these discussions and these negotiations. But I I think that what has developed over time is like we do kind of split the baby. And she's mm-hmm. the baby. <laughs> and it's weird. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, so it's Christmas week. Okay, I'll you know, the boy will get like Monday and Tuesday. All right, Eli, you'll mm-hmm. get like yeah. Thursday. When like we're like literally like splitting up the time yeah. very intentionally, and it feels like clunky, but it works.
1: As long as you find what works.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you, you know, something that's interesting that I'm curious about is, you know, a lot of people have partners where they go home
0: mm-hmm. with their
1: partners and it is a hot mess. And I'm wondering how people deal with that. You know, I'm I'm very lucky. My in-laws are so amazing. They're bomb people. Um, and so <laughs> I've been lucky. It's been cool. We, you know, they chill. We get smorgasbords. We're Uh, doing yoga. Sounds amazing, you know. But like, there are other people who go home. With their partners and it is not so great. And like, how do people deal with that? Mm. You know, like, how do you navigate having a partner that has difficult family dynamics? Because inevitably you're probably going to need to support them quite a bit during that because they're dealing with all the effects. Right. But like maybe how do you (laughs) deal with the effect that it also has on you? That
0: part. I mean I I'm like I'm saying maybe because maybe you just want to prioritize yourself and get the fuck out of there. Okay? <laughs> like like get out style. Like I mean and I'm saying this because my first Christmas with ex-wifey was one of those situations where like shit went sideways hard mm. and it was Christmas Eve And I had to, like, leave her house, yo. Like, it was bad. And I'm like, you didn't tell your parents. Like, you didn't prep them for anything. Okay, cool. And now I'm being asked to leave on Christmas Eve. Fantastic. Oh, wow. So that was a fail. That was a fail. Don't do that, y'all. Okay. Don't do that. Lack and of communication, lack of communication, and lack of prepping, and that is what happens. Okay. Your partner will end up sleeping in a motel six on Christmas Eve, and that is Ugh. not a good look. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so, so I've definitely had it go horribly wrong, and that is exactly what I've learned is that like you need to prep them for the situation and have, um, and you know what. In ex-wifey's defense, I will say that we had an equally as bad Christmas with my family where – but here's the thing though. I was older and ex-wifey was already kind of prepped on what it was going to be because we had been Mm -hmm. married for a bit then. But like my – it was Christmas and my mother, I don't know what – I don't know what happened. I don't know what was going on. But she was not happy with life or whatever. But she was just, like, really coming down hard on me and ex-wifey. Mm-hmm. And I just pushed back real hard on her, on my mom, and was just like, no. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. And I I, I, mm-hmm. I set up a, a boundary and, like, had ex-wifey on the other side of it, like, you're not gotcha. actually going yeah. to treat either of us this way, like hard no.
1: Mm-hmm. All um, right, all right.
0: And that was difficult, sure, to have that conversation, like with my mother. And this is going back to like what I was saying about like you know sometimes you go home and you find like you find yourself in this like slipping back. Into this childhood right, dynamic, right. and it was really one of those moments, like standing up for my my wife. Like it was really one of those moments where it flipped the script, and she was like, "Oh, mm. whoa, you're not. I can't treat you like you're a child anymore. Like, no, actually, you cannot. Right. Like, I'm here with my whole child of my own, and my old like my whole a whole right, wife. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> we're not doing this anymore, mom. Like, I love mm-hmm. you, and also." Hell no though. You're not going to work me like a house elf today. Like <laughs> I'm here on holiday. Like my right. wife's out here scrubbing toilets. So like there's there's definitely like you, you that that mm. and I think that wifey ex-wifey really appreciated feeling protected and like buffered, you know, yeah, from that behavior of course. and and I think that, that that is key. Like if, if you are taking a partner into a, a family situation that you have reason to believe might be problematic, it only seems fair to do that if you are prepared That's real. to put yourself on the line for this other person that you're bringing into the mm-hmm. situation. If you're not prepared to like, you know, stand yeah. up, buck up, then maybe don't. Like right. may- maybe just have like a friends holiday, just save yourself the plane ticket or whatever, and just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> because ultimately yeah. that shit will go sideways, hard, mm-hmm. you know. And again, Motel Six is where that ends. <laughs> right. Oh goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Actually, it might have been a La Quinta, but anyway, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the same kind of caliber situation. Yeah, heard. <laughs> Damn. Well, good for you. Mm -hmm. You
1: know, because I know that's hard to be that brave to stand up, you know, to your your family, especially based on dynamics, you know, that you have within your family. But it it is necessary because you're right. There needs to be a buffer. And in some ways, you know some support and protection for your partner partners because they're not going to try to, you know, most partners probably don't want to go up in here and go off on your mama. Right. Like, that ain't the thing to do on Christmas. Right. 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 So, you, you know, it, it is definitely up to you to be able to support them and support yourself in setting those boundaries. So, yo I know that was hard. I'm going
0: I'm, I'm to give you some. But things have been great, get, great since. Get that. dabs on that. Good
1: for you. Yeah. Good. So
0: the final question, the critical question here, Dr. Katrina. Are you more excited that it is sweater season or cuffing season? <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, that's a, that question is very important. I'm glad you asked it. Um, okay. I'm a sweater person. I love all the sweaters. It's so nice. It's so cozy. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan. I'm wearing a really cute one today. Nice white one with these like cute it. little buckles like and such, it. you know. So definitely, definitely sweaters.
0: All right, you too though. I'm also more excited about sweater season than cuffing season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I mean, I don't know. Was that? Was that? Were there any other like strategies or any other things that you wanted to to impart to folks?
1: I mean, those are basic ones. You know, I think we've talked about a lot of the things you can do to to make sure that, you know, the holiday season goes okay. Um, Primary thing is to make sure that you're good. So set yourself up for your self-care, set up your boundaries ahead of time that you know you might need and make sure you can help support your partner or partners in integrating into your family in, in a good way. Um, and you know, if it doesn't go well, that happens, you know, people are people and we're all different and we all have issues. But just just make sure you stand in strong in who you are and feel empowered to let people know how you, you know, want to be treated.
0: And maybe just go ahead and have that Airbnb reservation (laughs) or little La Quinta (laughs) dialed in ahead of time, y'all.
1: Why not? (laughs) Why not? For
0: sure. So for today, I thought it would be cool to do a holiday-related fun fact. And the fun fact uh, for today is uh, Kwanzaa-related. You want to tell us a little bit about Kwanzaa, Dr. Katrina?
1: Yeah. I mean, Kwanzaa is celebrated by—well, I I can't assume who celebrates it, but my assumption is black people because it's East African— um and Kwanzaa means first fruits in Swahili. And it is Swahili is spoken in several, you know, African countries, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, Zimbabwe, Mozambique. And it's Kwanzaa is celebrated from December 26th to January 1st. And there's seven principles of Kwanzaa that are super important. And you know, each day celebrates these principles and unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Those are all really important when it comes to Kwanzaa. And many people celebrate it. So if you want to learn more, you know, you can use the Google or any other search engine because Google makes too much money as it is. Um, And, and check it out because, you know, it's definitely a holiday worth learning about and it's definitely worth celebrating.
0: And actually, the uh. The Kwanzaa is a Swahili term, but the really interesting the thing that I, I think is one of the most interesting things about Kwanzaa is that it is an American creation, uh, an American mm. uh, professor. A of, of Black Studies um, created it. Uh, he was a professor at the university at a uh, California State University Long Beach, which is funny enough where ex wifey and I got married at the Japanese tea gardens there. But <laughs> <laughs> beautiful place. But um, yeah, so he he was a professor of African Studies there, and he actually created Kwanzaa in 1966. So it is it is an an American holiday, like it. One of the yeah. few that, like, truly black American holidays. Yeah,
1: based on our African heritage.
0: Yeah. No. Which is cool. Fun fact. Yeah. And so for our Amplify section, because, you know, we we do at Love and Color like to amplify the voices of our uh, marginalized communities and tell you guys about various organizations and events. And today we are actually amplifying one of Dr. Katrina's own events. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us about it?
1: Yes, yes, indeed. So I run a place called Nile's Edge Healing Arts Center. And we take African centered ways of being and healing and bring them to the black community here in Seattle. And so we have decided that we would like to do a health pop-up in December. And it's going to be on December 20th at 5.30 to 9 o'clock at Wanawari, which is a beautiful arts uh, center in the Central District. And we are focusing this on holistic health surrounding immunity. So immunity is important because we all be getting sick and we're definitely getting sick with this COVID. So we're going to have holistic healing methods like meditation and aromatherapy room. We're going to be doing some yoga nidra and have a drumming circle that day. So come, bring the family, enjoy some art because Wanawari also um, is an art gallery. And so they got a bunch of art out there. I think the current artist is Amber Flame and... So, you know, come check it out. Come spend some time with us. Come heal. You can go to NilesEdge.com, N-I-L-E-S-E-D-G-E.com. Sign up for our email list and check out what we're into and what we're doing. We're on Facebook and the Insta, Niles Edge on Facebook and EPC, Niles Edge on the Instagram, respectively. Come join us for some healing. We would love to see you. There will be COVID protocols as well. Um, We will have rapid tests prepared outside so you can take it before you come in, but it also would be easier if you went and got a COVID test before. So we can all stay safe and and feel good knowing that we all don't have COVID, at least in that moment.
0: That sounds dope as fuck. Um, We're definitely going to link to that um, on our website which is loveandcolorproductions.com. That's L-O-V-E-N-C-O-L-O-R productions.com. So we'll have all of, all of our, uh, every organization, every event that we amplify, we'll definitely have up on the website. And we'll have Dr. Katrina's event up there as well for you guys to check out. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. And in the meantime, just keep on living and loving in color, y'all, and we'll talk again.
1: Peace and blessings.